What's up, guys? It's me, AJ, and you're listening to Housewives Happy Hour with AJ, and it's time for After Hour Tea. All right, I just wanted to take a moment to say um, thank you guys so much for listening to After Hour Tea. Um, it was kind of just an idea I had to um, kind of add on this part to the um, the podcast, and it's now um, my most uh, listened po- uh, segment of my podcast. I don't know why I can't speak. It's my most listened segment of my podcast. Um, thanks to you guys. Um, I'm glad that you guys like um, the after hour tea content, the spill. Um, it's kind of just like my flash briefing, my quick update of what's going on and um, uh, Housewives World. And to me, it helps me a lot with, you know, following along on the show and just kind of feeling like I'm in the know with everything. And so I'm kind of glad that I can share that with you guys now. Um, so anyways, I thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, as always, um, I'm trying to improve the podcast and give you guys the best possible content I can. Uh, so thank you guys so much. All right, so on to the tea. We are going to talk about Orange County today first. Um, so I remember last week I talked a little bit about what was going on with Bronwyn and her marriage. Um, so she just posted um, a couple days ago um, I guess her and Sean are not splitting up because she posted a steamy picture of them in the pool and captioned it modern marriage. And they're pretty close in that picture. So I don't know. Uh, I'm kind of confused. Uh, headlines have been saying otherwise articles have been saying otherwise. So I don't really know, um, how besides what was clearly insinuated, I'm not really sure how that all started, but, um, you know, I guess we'll just roll with it here, guys. <laughs> also, in case you missed it, um, Kelly Dodd, lovely Kelly Dodd, <laughs> um, she had a uh, bachelorette, or no, I'm sorry, bridal shower um, over the weekend or earlier this week, I believe. And um, it was kind of weird, actually. There was like husbands and wives there, which normally I feel like it's just a ladies thing, but uh, I don't know. So um, she did have a bridal shower over the weekend, and I guess she got one of these hats made for her by her bridal party or whatever, and it said, Drunk Wives Matter on it. Um, You know, uh, personally, I think it's kind of funny. Um, I, you know, it's, I'm probably going to get shit for this, but, um, you know, guys, it's, it's a joke. It's, it's not, you know, uh, I don't know. To me, it's very satirical. It's a, it's a joke. I don't I don't feel like it's meant to be offensive towards you know black people or black lives I don't think uh, yeah I, I don't I don't see that but she did get a lot of backlash on it um, rightfully so because she's Kelly Dodd and she's out there and she wore a hat that says drunk wise matter and it was on picture taken as someone took a picture of it uh, so she did issue I guess like an apology um, on her Instagram and said over the weekend at my bridal shower I got lots of gifts and briefly displayed them one was a hat with a play on words since I'm about to be a wife I'm on a housewife show I'm on a housewife's TV show and might be drunk once in a while it was not intended to offend or make any kind of statement of course I support black lives and racial equality thank you all love Kelly see I feel like she kind of cleared that up a little bit but then she did um respond to somebody late later i'm not really sure how it got brought up but 
she said, um, you know, I really only apologize because my PR team told me to. I don't even really feel like I owed anybody an apology. Uh, so then it's like she says shit like that. That's just like, okay, did you really need to say that? <laughs> like, I don't know. I just feel like with Kelly, um, she's got no filter. We know that. But um, it's almost like you don't even really need to apologize then if you're going to come out and say that. So it's like, I don't know. When you're in the public eye, I feel like you just need to... That's all you need to say. What she said initially, that's what she needed to say. And then she should have just left it alone. She shouldn't have read any more comments. She shouldn't have kept up with any of that. So um, I don't know what you guys think. But um, personally, like I said, I feel like it was a joke. I don't, you know, I didn't take any offense to it. But... Then again, I'm me. I don't. I, I can't put myself in somebody else's shoes. So there you go. All right. So wrapping up with um, Orange County drama, there wasn't much uh, this past week, but um, uh, I don't know if you guys kind of were keeping up before because I, I didn't really talk about this on the show that much. But um, uh, I'm not sure if you guys were keeping up with how um, Tamara and Vicky are still very close and they're good friends, but. Um, since they both have exited the show, I guess they haven't had as close of a relationship with Shannon as they did in the past, um, especially Tamara and Shannon, because they were a little bit closer than Vicky and Shannon. But anyways, um, so Shannon claims that Tamara lied about the reasoning for their falling out. Um, so Tamara has previously stated that she's no longer friends with Shannon because whenever she called her, Shannon would not return the, her call. Um but now there was an interview that came out with Entertainment Tonight that Shannon is kind of telling her side of the story. So um, this is uh, what she said, and I quote, The things that Vicky and Tamara have been saying, especially Tamara, it's a laundry list of things that aren't true. Uh, it's interesting when people say you can pick up the phone. What moron would pick up the phone when someone's been bashing them for months on end? It's almost got to a point where it was weekly, where yet another untruth would come out, and I take the high road in those situations. Um, and then I guess she was asked, uh, if there would be a potential reconciliation and Shannon said, never say never, but for now I don't, I have no desire. I don't know, like ever since, I don't know if you guys remember, but a couple seasons ago when, um, it, I think it was two seasons ago when they were in, uh, Mexico or something. I don't know. They were somewhere on a cast trip and Shannon had like that mental breakdown and we kind of heard Tamara say like, you know, I've been there for Shannon when no one's been there. I've taken her calls day and night when she's called me crying about all this stuff. And um, I feel like Tamara was a really good friend to Shannon, um, even beyond the show. And I feel like that's something I've always admired about Tamara and Vicky is they've always kind of been the same on and off show, on and off camera, I mean. Um, and I feel like Shannon maybe letting the fame kind of get to her a little bit. I mean, she's the last, um, she's the longest, she's now the longest member on the Orange County. Um, so I feel like, um, I, I, yeah, I don't know, because I mean, Shannon could have called her and kept up with her, but she didn't. So um, Tamara obviously had a right to be upset. I mean, um, so, you know, it's like you could pick up the phone and call. It's like, regardless you should pick up the phone because what has what has Tamara really said that's really that bad about Shannon that's like so you know unspeakable of a friend to do I mean really like it's just ridiculous I, I think Shannon is just kind of making excuses at this point and you know maybe she just doesn't want to be friends with Tamara anymore I mean that's fine but it's like you know I, I just feel like it's not necessary and um, I was kind of waiting for her to um, <clears throat> excuse me kind of waiting for her to come out and say something about it. But um, I was kind of shocked to hear that she would just say that, like, 
you know, she's been bashing me. It's like, come on, you can't play the victim in this situation. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like I said, eh, Orange County's kind of meh. I don't know. I have mixed feelings about this new season, so uh, we'll see where it goes. Moving on to Atlanta, I have a little bit of news for you guys. Um, Kim Solsiak, or Kim Bierman, um, whom I actually love. I don't know if you guys watch Don't Be Tardy, but I, I just think Kim and her whole family are so funny and their trips and everything are just ridiculous. But anyways, um, she revealed um, on E! I guess she did an interview with E! Uh, what it would take for her to return to Real Housewives of Atlanta. Um, so she was asked if she would ever consider returning and Kim explained... Sorry. Um, she explained, I think, and this has kind of just come to my mind over the last couple months, that the first season, all of us, we were friends before this ever started for years. Um, they should just bring back the whole cast from season one and like, where are we now? Like, go out to dinner and do this all over again because I know we're really fun. You know, in all honesty, going back now for what? Uh, for who? No, Sheree's not there. Nini's not there. Like, no. Um, I don't know. I mean, the last time we saw Kim on Atlanta, like, she and Nini did not get along. And, um, you know, um, I really like Kim, but I don't think that she fits in on Atlanta at all uh, with any of the women, really. Um, even with Sheree, I just think their friendship's kind of odd anyways. Um, I thought it was really weird when they brought her back as a friend because, um, I don't know, she just... She's not really a group person. Like, she doesn't picture... I don't picture her, like, hanging out with girlfriends. Um, so, um, and even, like, to comment on her saying that I think I should bring it back to season one. Uh, yes and no. I mean, season one of Atlanta was, like, you know, we ha they had that girl, Deshaun Snow or whatever. And then they had Lisa Wu and, um, you know, Nini and Sheree. Uh, that cast was kind of boring, to be honest. Um <laughs> I just feel like Nini and Kim's relationship is so, like, misunderstood because they they used to be, like, really close. And I don't know if you guys watched early seasons of Atlanta like I did, but um, they were really close. And I don't know. Like, I just don't see... I don't see that in the new future. I don't see them, you know, reconciling in the near future because they're just so... They've gone... They're past the point of no return. And Kim, you know, she has her own show, so... Um, like I said, I love Don't Be Tardy. Um, and I, I don't really think she needs to be on The Housewives of Atlanta because the, the dynamic is just, the show dynamic is just very different. And um, I just, I don't think it's, you know, I don't think she's a good fit. No, I don't. All right, so I know I kind of talked a little bit about this um, drama with Nini and um, she, you know, she had slammed Andy on social media after he had an interview with Wendy Williams on Watch What Happens Live. Um, where Wendy was criticizing Nini. Um, so I talked about that a little bit last week. <clears throat> and um, so Nini went on to address her relationship with Andy Cohen following the feud. Um, so she did, she said on Entertainment Tonight, I guess she did an inter Entertainment Tonight interview, uh, she said, quote, um, Andy, remember no one knew you until you knew me. Uh, well, I thought that we had a relationship and a great relationship, but maybe we didn't. I don't know. You know, you don't turn off feelings for someone because you had an argument. I've always loved Andy like he was a family member of mine. I worked with him for a very long time, so I have a lot of, sorry, I have a lot of love for him. So, you know, you just can't turn your feelings off because you had an argument. Um, 
Yeah, so, and then despite the current state of the relationship, Nini does hope that they can make up in the future. Uh, she went on to say, I mean, again, I consider him to be like family. Families argue, families fight, families come back together. I have nothing but love for him, and I'm certain that we will talk. We just texted right after that happened. Yeah, I, I don't, I, I'm assuming they have a good relationship because she's an OG. Um, you know, Andy's very close with all the OGs. He has them on a group chat and all that stuff. So, um, uh, well, I kind of told you guys how I felt about it last week. I just feel like Nini just kind of went off the rail a little bit. Um, and I don't really know what her problem is, to be honest. Um, it, it, she's reaching, you know, for a bone, for anything. I feel like maybe she thought she was kicked to the dust, but, um, or kicked to the curb. Um, again, I haven't seen the latest season, so I don't know what went on for her to be that way. Um, but I can say that, um, you know, she's definitely reaching when it comes to Andy because, um, you know, Andy's just, we know Andy. We feel like we know Andy, right? <laughs> All right, moving on to Beverly Hills. I do have some casting updates for you guys, um, if you haven't already heard. Um, so I do have um, a lady named Crystal Kung Minkoff. I hope I said that right. So she's reportedly joining uh, Beverly Hills for season 11. Uh, so it says Crystal is the founder of Real Coco, a company which specializes in coconut water, coffee creamer, and chips. She is the wife of famous Disney director Robert Minkoff, who has directed shows such as The Lion King, Stuart Little, and The Haunted Mansion. The couple have two children together, Max and Zoe. Um, she is set to join Kyle, Richards, Lisa Renna, Erica Jane, Dorit Kemsley, and Garcelle Beauvau as a full-time housewife, with Sutton Strack returning as a friend with the potential to become a housewife. Um, that's exciting. Um, yeah, I think I think she, um, that, that's, yeah, I think that's a good, I don't know who she is, but um, I think that sounds like a pretty good fit. I know we were talking kind of before about how, um, in my opinion, I just feel like Bravo needs to stop hiring celebrities uh, because, you know, they just, it doesn't work. You know, and um, so, yeah, I, I think this could be a good fit because she sounds like, you know, a working businesswoman. Um, and yeah, I, I would say that um, she's a good fit. And one more casting update for you guys. Um, this is crazy, but um, Kyle Richard's sister, Kathy Hilton, has signed on to be a friend, uh, which is crazy because... Um, yeah, I just, I never thought in a million years that she would actually sign on to be a friend. Um, I know we've kind of been, or I've kind of been, it's in the back of my head and I've kind of like, no, I don't think she would do it. But yeah, she is joining. Uh, so Brandy, Brandy Glanville, whom we all love, on her podcast was <laughs> talking uh, to former New York friend, uh, New York friend of uh, Barbara, if you guys remember her from uh, last season of New York. Uh, so Barbara asked Brandy if she was still friendly with the Beverly Hills cast. And Brandy answered, I'm friends with Kathy. Kathy Hilton is coming on. I'm friends with all of them. Glenville said before um, Barbara asked if Hilton was really coming on, she's going to be a friend of. I think it's already out there, so I'm hoping I'm not spilling anything. I think that'll be interesting because it's always interesting to have a family dynamic. Um, this was the first time I had heard about it, so I'm pretty sure Brandy spilled that, and that is exactly the reason why she is not on the show anymore, because she spills stuff when she's not supposed to. <laughs> but I guess that's why it's called Brandy Glenville Unfiltered, so. Um, yeah, like I said earlier, I think Kathy is a great addition. Um, I'd love to see her relationship with Kyle. Um, you know, Kyle's had 
difficult relationship with her other sister, Kim, whom we all know. But um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see her dynamic, the dynamic between her and Kyle on the show and just having her as a friend. I mean, like what that entails, if she's going to go on the group trips, I guess we'll kind of see. All right, so speaking of Brandy Glanville, I'm going to kind of segue into New York too with this because Brandy actually had um, Ramona, or, or I'm sorry, she didn't have Ramona on her show, but she was talking about Ramona on her podcast. Um, so during that same interview with um, the friend of New York cast from last season, Barbara, um, so Brandy noted that she had met Ramona in Los Angeles when Kristen, if you guys remember her, um, invited her to dinner with them. And so... Um, So Brandy actually said that she was, um, here's what she said in quote, I was mortified. I had two of my girlfriends with me. She was so rude to them. She was rude to the waiter. She was rude to everyone. And I was just like, I come to this restaurant all the time. I know the waiter's name. He's nice. You can't treat people like shit. Um, So this is what she said on her podcast. Um, So she, you know, Brandy was, she said, although uh, she was less impressed with Ramona's behavior at the dinner, Uh, She did admit that Ramona makes good TV. Uh, So she said, I do like to watch her delusion. And then she laughed. (laughs) She really believes all the stuff that she's saying. I can't say that I don't enjoy her on the show because I do. I love a crazy person. She believes everything that she says. She believes everything that comes out of her own mouth. And it's just, I don't even think she listens to other people. It's just her way or the highway. Uh, Yeah, she said it pretty spot on. Um, I would assume that Ramona's pretty rude uh, at a restaurant. I mean, we got to see that one moment. Um, this past season on New York um, where she was all weird about the fucking wine and I just I just feel like she's the most high maintenance person on that cast Um, she's just um, and I feel like she's rude too so I don't know Um, but yeah I think Brandy finally said something true (laughs) all right so moving on uh, to New York that was my little segue for you guys I do have another casting update for you on New York so I think we talked about Brashawn Brashan or whatever, um, Brashan Shaw or something like that coming on. So I do have an actually confirmed housewife, um, a new housewife. Um, her name is Ebony K. Williams, and she's an attorney and TV host. So she's officially joined uh, New York for its upcoming 13th season. Uh, she was seen filming with um, Leah recently. Uh, so, oh, I'm sorry. Um, she, she, I guess, told TMZ, uh, New York City is filled with successful and dynamic black women. I'm excited to join this, join this legendary franchise as the first black housewife. Can't wait to share a slice of life in this city that hasn't been seen before. Uh, she also added, anyone who's aware of my work knows I don't hold back. I'm going to keep it just as real here as I do everywhere else. Um, yeah, sounds good to me. Um, just a little background. Ebony uh, co-hosted Fox News Specialists. Uh, before leaving FNC at the end of 2018. So she did leave um, Fox News Specialist in 2018. Uh, For a short time, Ebony co-hosted a talk show on uh, WABC Radio in New York City and currently co-hosts on Diddy's Revolt TV on a show called State of the Culture. Uh, She earned her law degree from... uh, Oh my God, why can't I say this? Loyola? Oh my God. Don't come after me, guys. I'm sorry. Loyola University, New Orleans College of Law, and she clerked for Louisiana's Secretary of State and the the state's Attorney General. Uh, Yeah, that's crazy. So it says that she's set to join Ramona, Luann, Sonia, and Leah, and another one to two housewives for season 13. 
that will be interesting. Um, yeah, I like I like that. Um, it'll be interesting to see that. All right, well, wrapping up with New York, um, I'm sure you guys know um, Heather Thompson, uh, previous New York cast member. She did start a podcast. Um, and recently on her podcast, um, she I'm not sure how this got brought up, but she was claiming that Luann uh, brought out drugs during the cast trip to St. Bart's, if you guys remember that. Um, that was the one where it was, uh, be cool, don't be all uncool. <laughs> one of my favorite moments on New York. Uh, so she was revealing more details about Luann, Sonia, and the pirate, if you guys remember. So this is what she said. I was sleeping hard in my room, and all of a sudden I heard a knock at the door, and I heard Luann's deep voice, and I got nervous. Um, she said, she was explaining how the pirate then came in behind Luann to her room. Uh, and in quote, she said, what's crazy was she had brought me a joint and she said, we brought you this and I'm like dead asleep. And I'm like, Hey, thanks. I appreciate it. And then other things happened. Stronger drugs came out. And I was like, Whoa, I remember saying to Luann, like, I'm not into this. I'm asleep and there's cameras right outside. And I'm just like, you guys got to get out of here. Uh, so she went on to explain that Luann tried to hide the truth of the situation with the pirate. Uh, she said, I remember Luann coming down to my room before production started filming and she probably hadn't even been to sleep. And she was like, okay, darling, what we're going to do is we're going to say a bunch of Italians came over. I was like, no, we're not. I go, girl, I don't care what you did. I'm not going to say anything about the pirate or whatever, but I'm not going to lie for you. So just forget about it. Heather explained. Then the first thing that happens when the cameras are rolling, she's like, so tell everybody about the Italians last night. And I was like flabbergasted. I was like, uh, yeah, I don't really know much about any Italians. Uh, so she went on to reveal that the entire trip became a fight between Luann and Sonia about the pirate and that she eventually walked in on Sonia with him as well. Holy shit. Um, she said, we were, running from, we were running from the cameras when they were about to close down or something. We were running away and I opened the door and there was Sonia and the pirate in the room in a very precarious situation. And she jumped off the bed like Supergirl and flew across the room with her heels kicked out behind her and her hands straight ahead and she closed the door. Um, to be honest, this happened so long ago that it's like I don't even really remember. Like, I do remember that Heather was like freaking out and I guess that kind of makes more sense because she kind of talked about that a little bit more. Um, so I don't know. I guess that kind of puts that into perspective if you guys can remember that um it was kind of a weird situation and so um i wouldn't be surprised if that happening that was happening i would i also wouldn't be surprised that luann was doing hard drugs because luann was a much different person on that trip than she is now so um i honestly wouldn't be surprised and that whole pirate situation was just honestly so weird um so yeah i, I just um, you know, obviously I think Heather is telling the truth. So, um, it's just crazy that that's now coming into fruition now. So, um, yeah. What do you guys think about that? Um, <laughs> what are your opinions? What is your opinion on the land and, and Heather and that whole situation? Let's talk. All right. Well, I'm going to wrap up with a quick note about Potomac and I know I'm going to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but there was a lot of stuff that came out on Instagram about the whole fight and, um, just last week's episode about the whole, um, intervention. Not really sure which post this was on, but I did find a post or a comment that um, Karen had put somewhere on Instagram. And she said, so much was accomplished after at Giselle Bryant and her theatrics left with her very kind and polite. Nonetheless, uninvited security. Let the healing begin. Hashtag what image? Hashtag rude. Hashtag self-serving. Hashtag Real Housewives Potomac. 
And then uh, someone commented on Karen's post, or I'm sorry, they replied to her comment and said, wasn't Robin the one that Giselle took to Ashley's place of business and put her finger in her face? Question mark. And Karen commented to that and said, can we talk about the hypocrisy? Uh, yeah, that's pretty spot on. Like I said, that whole, if you guys listen to my reaction um, for that episode, um, if you didn't, go listen to it. But um, like I said, that whole um, conversation was just so like annoying because, um, you know, Monique, well, I, again, I don't want to sound like I'm beating a dead horse, but all I'm going to say is, you know, the women came really hard for Monique and I don't feel like they really needed to because they were both, Candace and her were both wrong in that situation. Granted, there shouldn't, there shouldn't have been a physical fight, but it happened and Monique owned up to it. She didn't, you know, necessarily apologize, but she did own up to it and she recognized it um, and was aware of it. So that's what I'm going to say on that. However, um, I did find a post from Candace um, and I'm assuming that this was in response to the episode that we saw uh, most recently. Uh, So she said, I maintain that I did nothing to deserve being physically attacked. That's a separate conversation than the one regarding whether or not I did anything to contribute to the altercation. The question at Dr. Ken Counseling asks me during our session is, do you think you did anything to contribute to the physical part? Again, the answer is no. When we want to have a conversation about accountability and engaging in contentious arguments, you'll see more of that later this season, but I absolutely contributed with my verbal gymnastics to this incident. And if every time someone says something that the other doesn't like, we want to justify it with physical violence, we have a problem. But let's double and triple down some more on what I deserved. Yeah, I mean, I actually agree with that, surprisingly. Um, I mean, you know, she didn't deserve to be physically you know, attacked. I, I agree with that. But she does need to, she, she does need to accept the fact that she did initiate and engage in that initial, I mean, she got in her face, she got her finger in the face, she was tapping her. Um, she's got to take accountability at some point, you know, uh, both of them really do. But, you know, it, it can't be this tit for tat. Well, it's like, I didn't deserve to be hit. It's like, yes, we know that, you know, we, we understand that. But at some point, we need to accept and move on right? Well, my friends, we've reached the end of After Hour Tea. Um, thanks, guys, so much for listening. Um, again, like I said earlier, um, my, it's my most listened segment, so I really appreciate you guys um, listening and, and streaming and telling your friends about it, and um, I hope to provide you with some uh, new content in the future, but otherwise, <laughs> I will see you on, um, well, I'll see you on Monday for our Potomac Reaction. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you liked it, please subscribe so you know when the new episodes are here. As always, send me a voice message if you have any questions or any drama you'd like me to address. Follow me on Instagram at AJ Jafari for updates on the podcast. Until next time, this was Housewives Happy Hour with AJ.